0: Welcome to open Explore, the ultimate resource for couples seeking adventurous elopement experiences. I'm your host, Amber, an experienced allopment planner, guide, and photographer. On this podcast, we'll dive deep into the world of allotments, sharing valuable insights, tips, and inspiration to help you plan the allotment of your dreams. Now, onto today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Elop and Explore podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. So, on this first episode, I'm just going to be doing an introduction to elopements, what to expect on your elopement day, and what is an elopement exactly, because this is the basics. And um, I'm going to do some more episodes um, that get into details about all the things that I'm going to talk about today. But, like, just a like a, a wide-angle kind of view on what is an allotment. So yes, what is an elopement So uh, an um was before, um, you know, in the past. It was kind of a couple um, deciding to go somewhere to get married um, secretively, so without any of their family members knowing because they forbid them to do it. Or yeah, it was kind of a forbidden thing to do. But nowadays, an elopement is more of a couple who um, decides um, to do th- something for their wedding that really matters to them, and kind of ditch the traditions and what their families might be thinking, and really embrace what a couple is about. So an elopement go, go like takes back the. Um, like the, the, the aim of the getting married to intimacy, adventure, and freedom. Um, it's more of a very symbolic ceremony for a wedding, and not more of a traditional thing that you have to respect different things in order to fit in a centra, certain mold, you know. And elopement is really ditching out everything that the traditions had to do with, and just embrace what you want for your wedding so because a wedding is about love and your relationship together and what you've been through and your story so um you don't need nap to choose napkin colors or like a huge ballroom um you just need the two of you and that's it so um adventurous developments in general go outside of your country or like in a very wild part of your country to really explore together Um, it doesn't have to be on a six hours kind of hike it can be but it doesn't have to be Uh, you can just embrace the beauty of nature and exchange your vows surrounded by it and that's it so you have countries uh, that are more prone to natural places to exchange your vows but it can be in your backyard as well so Basically, elopement is just being together, exchanging your vows, saying things that you truly mean, and have a very um, deep and intimate ceremony. So in general, what kind of couples elope? Um... I have different uh, profiles of couples who decide to elope with me and one of the main questions I ask when we first meet is why did you choose to do an elopement and not a big traditional wedding? That's one of my questions um, and what I hear a lot is that they wanted something very peaceful and stress-free. Um, most of them already went through a trying to plan a big traditional wedding and uh, they were scared by the cost and what it involved and their family got through it and it was it it became to be very very stressful for them so uh, they just decided to ditch it all together and do something more simple and more meaningful to them So um, you also have some introverted couples who don't want to have any kind of attention on them on their elopement day because obviously it's going to be very hard to exchange a vows with someone if you're like um, seen by tons of people that you don't really know because that's what happens with weddings. Who knows a hundred people? I don't. You probably don't either. So like uh, an elopement gets back the the whole ceremony part to you two as a couple. Um, I also have some couples who have some family drama going on and they really don't want to go through all that for their wedding day, so they just decide to elope. Um, Also, planning a big wedding is not to everybody's taste. Uh, It can be to some couples and that's extremely fine and I have, like, nothing to say about that. It's great. Um, But for some other couples... um, It brings out some stress or like the fact that you don't want to pick napkin colors. And I'm back to that uh, again. Um, Like choices that don't really um, reflect who you are as a person. So uh, it is not everybody stays to plan a wedding and that's okay. Also, I have some couples who are very adventurous and they really want to have like a magical hike or uh, like a... Um, and after being past kind of experience and that can look like kayaking on a lake or like I said, doing a hike, um, jumping off cliffs, uh, doing some um, like going in the air. So you have so many options when it comes to your open day and you don't have to do it all and you just need to pick what really looks like you two as a couple and what you enjoy doing together. So basically like any profile of couple can elope um it's not a, a set kind of thing for everybody um it's very different profiles. I also have couples contacting me because they want a stress free experience and a hands off experience also like they don't they want somebody to take care of everything for them, and I'm here for that because I'm gonna plan the thing I'm gonna plan the honeymoon as well I'm gonna book hotels and vendors and so um like Doctors, for instance, don't have that kind of time to go through all this. So I'm happy to do it as well. So that is what is an elopement and who elopes in general. So um, to plan your elopement, first, what you have to do is envision your day. So to envision your day, you have to think about the activities that you want to do, if you want some guests or not, and what, what type of accommodation you want to have, and if you want it to be your legal wedding. Um, these are all very valid questions, and um, I, I'm going to walk you through why it's important. Um, the activities to do will have to do with the place that you choose, because obviously, if you want to do like a 12 hours kind of hike on top of a mountain, you're not going to go to Belgium because it does not make sense. Um, if you want to go kayaking, you don't go to Morocco. Um, so obviously, this will have a big impact on the, the country that you choose to do your, your allotment. Um, if you want guests or not, it's definitely up to you. And in, generally speaking, um, weddings with up to 20 guests are considered allotments. Um, after that, it's more of a intimate wedding and past 50 guests is just a traditional wedding so um, if you want guests or not will have an impact also on the place that you choose and the activities that you will be able to do because some of the guests might not be fit to do uh, like a six hour hike if you want to do that so um you might um go for um, an easiest easiest place to pick for your activity um, and for your allotment in general, because you have guests. So, not having guests will give you a little bit more freedom in terms of what country you choose. But onto that a little bit later and what type of accommodation also like if you love chalets you're not gonna go to patagonia because this is not the kind of country where you have chalets it's going to be more in austria switzerland and uh, like the alps in general um the same goes for if you want to watch the northern lights um, so obviously this is gonna have a huge impact on the country that you choose. So really think about what you want to experience on your elopement day. I have um tons of couples who want to elope in Iceland because they wanna either have a 24 hours kind of day, and though they elope in June because it's like non-stop sun in June in Iceland, or they wanna ex- like experience the Northern Lights, which are one of nature's most incredible beauties to see in your Life. So obviously, if you want to do that, you're going to go in Iceland from October to let's say April ish. So, yeah, what you choose to do as an activity will have a huge impact. So, in terms of destination ideas, because I do have some tons of ideas. Um, So Bear in mind that I've been a guide in all those countries for years, so um, like I know them like the back of my hands, basically. Um, and what I've heard and what I've seen in the past few years is that Iceland and Switzerland are two of the most um, famous locations for enrollment. And that is Absolutely normal because Iceland is a crazy country with amazing landscapes um, and amazing weather as well. So you have to embrace the rain to get eloping in Iceland. Um but that country in itself is magical. It has everything you can dream of, like glaciers, black beaches, mountains, and the northern lights. You have flowers in June, and uh, like like I said, uh, midnight sun, which is amazing. And Switzerland is basically just a huge mountain as a country. So you can get wrong with uh, Switzerland as destination if you love mountains, because anywhere you're gonna pick you're going to be fine. It's going to be beautiful and you're going to be able to go on top of a mountain and just enjoy the view, exchange your vows there. One thing to note, if you're from the US, uh, you might have heard that you need permits to get married in most national parks, state parks. Um, It is a bit of a hassle and it is a bit harder to get married um, and just basically to have a ceremony in the US than it is in Europe or in in asia Uh, because um, in europe we don't need permits to get married you can definitely go on top of any kind of mountain in switzerland and get married there have your ceremony surrounded by natural beauty and nobody is going to ask you anything so um, it is a bit easier also in terms of logistics to get um, married in um, in europe or in asia um this doesn't go for like castles obviously castles like private places like in ireland you have to ask for a permit to um do a ceremony in a castle that makes sense the same goes for france even though castles in general in for in france are um hotels so it's a bit different um so yeah, so these are like two of the main destinations, Iceland and Switzerland. If you really want to go off the beaten path, I have so many options and my top three are Japan, the Java Island and Patagonia. So um, if you don't know what those locations are, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you know what Japan is, but uh, Java Island and Patagonia, I really, really want you to look into them because there are all amazing locations to exchange your vows in general and to explore after that, have a honeymoon there. Um, in general, you have to pick a location that really resonates with your love story. Um, so don't go with uh, Switzerland if you've never ever explored a mountain together and you actually love the Japanese kind of uh, culture. Obviously, pick something that really speaks to your soul and to your couple. Um, so in terms of what you need to do um, before your elopement I would say picking vendors is one of the most important part as well. Um because obviously you can just go on top of a mountain. Obviously do your research before. <laughs> I'm going to explain you that in a whole different episode, but um you can definitely go on top of mountain in Switzerland and exchange your vows, but um, you might want to have a hair and makeup artist, for instance, if you want someone to do your hair and makeup. Um, you definitely want to have a photographer, and I'm like, I'm pro photographer kind of person, because I'm a photographer myself, and I know that to tell the story of the day, you will need a professional photographer, Um so this is definitely something i would strongly recommend that you have because you only have one wedding day especially if you're abroad and in a beautiful landscape you want to have a professional photographer who does weddings and especially elephants as a living like if that person photographs cars very well it might not work for your wedding um and so hair makeup artist um and flowers flowers are like i'm not talking art flowers i'm Mm, really not pro arch flowers when you're surrounded by natural beauty, it's just a bit overkill in my opinion um, but uh, flowers, like a nice bouquet, is a really really nice touch to your allopment. Um So you can choose to have dried flowers and they can be shipped directly to your hotel or you can travel with them. Or you can go to a local shop and do your bouquet the day of your allopment, that's a fun activity to do as well. Or you can just pick a local florist and order a bouquet in advance and have it delivered to your hotel the day of your allopment or going to pick it up um, on your open day as well. So. So um, a bouquet, a boutonniere is something that you might want to have. So a flower, um, like flower shop at florist is something that you might want to uh, look into. And um, the last thing I get asked a lot about is a celebrant or an officiant. So um, if you want to do a legal wedding, which is possible in some countries, but definitely all, not all of them. Like you can't legally get married in France. For instance, if you're not a French resident and the same goes for Switzerland. Um, so if that's the case and you do a more symbolic ceremony, you don't need a celebrant. You might want to have a celebrant and that's absolutely fine, but you don't need one. If you choose to do um, a legal wedding, then you'll definitely like need a celebrant because um, obviously. Um, but like I said, this is obviously very not mandatory (laughs) so um you don't have to have a celebrant to do an elopement you can definitely do a ceremony on your own and as far as ceremony ideas if you're on your own and even if you have a celebrant i would say that exchanging your own vows um is a must do on your open day because you can write something that truly matters to you two and something very 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 uh, personal and specific about you two and uh, really say everything you want to say to that special person and that is exchanging your vows um, you can also lit a candle if you want and um, you know you you take basically you take three candles you light like you have both of you have one candle and you lead them both and then with those flames you light a third candle and that's gonna be like your couple's candle um and you can also plant a tree so um this is something that you have to to obviously look into but for instance um if the location that you pick has um an oak forest, you can definitely pick an acorn and plant it together to grow into that forest. It definitely makes sense. So planting a tree also is great. Um, So in terms of making it legal, so if you want to have a celebrant, um, bear in mind like I said that some countries don't allow you to have a legal ceremony if you don't have a legal residence there uh, which is the case for actually most European countries some others like um, Iceland um, the UK in general it's it's definitely feasible um, Italy Greece it is possible to make it legal but you have to go through hoops to have your legal wedding uh, registered in that country and then have it registered back at home so um, in general when you don't have a lot of time I would really recommend making it legal at home and have a symbolic ceremony in the country that you choose to do your retirement. Um it will it's just signing a piece of paper it doesn't have anything to do with um, your actual wedding day so um, but if you choose to make it legal like I said Iceland is a great destination um, because it's very simple to get legally married in Iceland. Iceland. You do have some other options. It's just on top of my head, Iceland comes first. Um, you might want also to think about uh, your guests and uh, if you choose to do an elopement solo um, and or not or have guests. So eloping solo will give you the most freedom possible, obviously because you can do exactly what you want on your open day Uh, you can choose to do um, like a couple's activity visit a vineyard if you want to do that or uh, do a kayaking thing or do a diving experience uh, go with the manta rays uh, go pet a whale I don't know do whatever you want which might not be possible to do with guests and uh, also eloping solo will give you um, the, the feeling of it being a true adventure so um, it will just be the two of you and you can hike together you can do whatever you want together it will be also highly intimate because when you exchange vows it's just going to be the two of you nobody else is going to hear what you say to each other so that's going to be extremely personal and uh, specific to you two. Um, also one thing to to take into account when you have guests is that it might be a bit difficult to coordinate everybody's travel um, especially obviously when you when you choose to do a lot painting in a foreign country so um, because you might want to do um, a ceremony on top of a mountain um, you might have to like I don't know book um, cars for your guests to get there or um, like some other kind of transportation to get to your actual ceremony location and that might be a bit of a hassle obviously if you have a planner like me i can definitely help you with that but um it is something that you might want to take into account as well Um, but also some of your closest family members might want to be there or you might want to have a friend or i've seen couples have friends officiate their wedding as well so that is uh, definitely feasible so you might want to have guests as well and like um, no answer is the right answer it's definitely you that chooses what you want to have on your allopement day guests or no guests um, one thing to note about elopments and especially adventurous elopements is that you have to embrace nature and the elements on your elopement day um, I've had a ton of couples asking me what if it rains and I'm like well what if it rains <laughs> and then well we just embrace it um, obviously, if you if we can um, walk around the itinerary that we created together a little bit and um, make it that way, are on your ceremony location when it's not raining, if it's not raining on that day, like from two to four p.m., let's say, um, obviously we're going to do that. Um, but sometimes it's not really possible. I've had elephants once again uh, in Iceland. Um, where the weather was not on our side and it was absolutely fine because it made for the most magical incredible photos so um, obviously it was raining on our faces and um, that's what you get for eloping in iceland i guess because you can't really choose um, what the weather is going to be like and in the weather in iceland especially is Something to bear in mind when you plan your allotment because you do have some uh, yellow, orange and red day alerts. Um, So this is something to take into account for, for Iceland in general, but it's more of a kind of fall and winter thing. But it can also happen in the summer and rain definitely is part of your day. It's the same with um, Ireland and Scotland and pretty much like Norway. All the northern destinations that are very green in general, obviously, and have tons of waterfalls. Um, well, it might rain on your day, So I would say really embrace it. And um, to be honest, um, when couples really embraced the weather, it made for amazing amazing photos like i said because um clouds are amazing they move fast as well and they make for very dramatic and beautiful landscapes so um don't be scared of the rain it's going to be your best friend on your elopement day um also what is great and i'm going to end up with that is that you can extend the magic with a honeymoon when you just when you do an elopement um it is absolutely great um because you're going to be in a foreign country that sometimes you've never been to before um which is the case for m- most of my couples they decide to um do an in a very new country that they haven't been to before because they want it to be a new adventure for them too um you can definitely extend the magic with a honeymoon and a honeymoon um will give you a ton of freedom to explore around and really discover that country and um whether you decide to go with a seven day package or a 12 hours or eight hours package, you can explore together and discover that country and do things that you really, really want to do in that country and um, that's what's great with developments, is that um, especially if you're not in your backyard, you can definitely go out, out the beaten path and really explore that country. So that's it for that. That episode, it was kind of an introduction, like I said, to Um I'm going to go deeper in the next episodes um, about like, I'm going to really talk about different things. Um, so you might uh, want to get tuned uh, into those ap- new episodes. And um, in the meantime, I wish you a magical day. Thank you for listening episode of Elop and Explore. I hope you found the tips and advice helpful in shaping your own adventurous elopement journey. Remember, your love story is unique and your elopement should be a reflection of that. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes where I'll continue to explore the beauty and wonder of elopements. Until next time, happy planning and may your love story be filled with endless adventures.